0: Brothers, Uh, what we find here in the book of Luke chapter number 6 and uh, verse number 13 through verse number 16 is God has laid out for us the order and the names of the apostles. Uh, We've already made mention, but there are two Simons. Uh, We've already made mention, but there are two Jameses. And we've also already made mention, but there are two men. By the name of Judas One the son of Alphaeus And the other Judas Iscariot Now some things are sticking out to me In this study about the apostles I was talking with brother Dax Before service over in the office And I told him I was going to be honest with you Until I started studying the lives of these men I really I'm just going to be honest I really didn't know nearly what I thought I knew about these men Uh, Can I say tonight that this bible uh, Most of the time is Underestimated and not appreciated it. Would you say amen right there I mean this is by the way I'm not preaching on this But this is the word of God uh, This is the Bible This is uh, this is not just another version This is not a translation This is not a, a, a memo Or a reproduction of the original Hear me uh, God has a word uh, And he said his word would be preserved Unto all generations Here would be my question uh, Just the other day uh, We were in a place And uh, no doubt it, it stirred in my heart and most probably everybody from our church uh, uh, when the preacher got up and he read a verse and then he read a different verse and different. I thought dear Lord I don't know which verse is where he's reading from I don't want our church to be confused I want y'all to understand something tonight uh, that God does have a word Uh, man he's not the author of confusion he's not trying to confuse us he's very plain he's very evident in his word and every single jot every single uh, every single punctuation every single letter capital or Under uh, Or lower case Every Everything Is in order According to the mind And the word of God And so tonight We're going to look at Two men That made their way Into not only the Bible But the twelve apostles Uh, I don't know about y'all When I begin to think About the twelve apostles I would think If I were Christ I would have picked Twelve men Who probably uh, Had a pretty good reputation To go along with their name But you know this Jesus didn't pick Those type of men Matter of fact Jesus went to the cussing fisherman and Jesus went to the tax collector that everybody hated. Jesus went to the doctor, Luke, the physician. Uh, Jesus picked these men who knows where and they didn't have the right creeds uh, uh, and they didn't have the right credentials and they didn't have the college and the education. They weren't profound men. Uh, most of them were not polished men. Most of them were not smooth talkers. Most of them were not educational. Matter of fact, they were all rough around the edges. Somebody say amen right there. Again, this is not the men. but let me say it like this, I'm glad that the Lord picks those uh, uh, who mankind probably wouldn't, because that's how you and I got into the family of God. Uh, We see here tonight two men, James and Judas, uh, the sons of Alphaeus, and it is here that uh, the Bible lets us know very little about these apostles, but it does let us know that they were apostles. Uh, Can I say it like this tonight, if you were to look into the twelve, you would probably Categorize these two apostles as the obscure apostles, uh, the ones that are overlooked, the ones that uh, are prototypes uh, of the working in the background. Uh, can I say this tonight? Hear me and hear me well. Up uh, behind every good pastor is somebody in the background. Uh, I'm not just talking about my wife tonight. You all heard that. I'm talking about the church. I uh, can I tell y'all something? Look up here now. This is not my church, this is our church. Uh, this is God's church. And 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 listen to me, it takes us all. We're all one body. Uh, we're all a different part. We're all a member. There's all, all of us have a job and a duty and an obligation to the church. Uh, there's not one family more important than the other. There's not one family that should be favored uh, over the other. Uh, but God saved us all. Somebody ought to help me. God saved us all. God put us all out of hell. We were all sinners. We all had a death wish. We all had a ticket to sin and Satan and destruction, but glory be to God. That's somewhere along our lives. The same Jesus that picked James and Judas is the same one that came by our way and he hand selected and he hand picked and he saved us by his wonderful and his marvelous grace. I don't know about y'all, but I feel like we all just praise him that he would hand pick us. The birth us into the family of God how to save us for eternity to comfort us both here and in the world to come I bless his name that he sees even those who are in the background amen James and Judas they're background men they're not preaching at Pentecost somebody help me right there they're not writing three quarters of the New Testament like Paul did. They're not they're not sitting on the throne like King David. They're not prophesying and praying fire down like Elijah. They don't have the strength of Samson. They don't have the intellect of Nehemiah. They don't have the don't have the leadership of Noah they don't have the order and the, and the commandments like Moses uh, I mean they don't have all those things uh, I don't know about y'all but I've been real bad in my early years of ministry I'd uh, to size myself up uh, was somebody else and then one day the light bulb came on and God the Holy Ghost said uh, uh, to compare yourselves among yourselves uh, is not wise uh, let me say this today and I want to say very good our church we'll never preparing our lives to each other's lives we'll never prepare nothing as long as we're trying to uh, to make it to the top of the totem pole uh, to to be noticed or or, or lifted up or in the spotlight, Uh, can I say tonight uh, uh, that God needs some unnoticed people Uh, God needs some unrecognized people God needs some people who don't have the people uh, who don't have the praise of men uh, but have the eye of Almighty God And to me, James and Judas are these men. Matter of fact, James uh, uh, is so, and Judas are so unseen and uh, are so unnoticed that uh, you don't even find hardly anything about them in the Word of God. I want to say tonight, if, uh, if I could, I want to say this The Bible said in John 14, 22 Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot But the other Judas uh, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world Can I say tonight This is the only place Are you hearing me? Yeah. This is the only direct Reference to Judas The son of Alphaeus Within all of the Bible He's an apostle Handpicked by God and his name is mentioned, and he—excuse me—not uh, his name, but him speaking, him doing something—is mentioned one time. Right. Now, if you were to ask me, uh, if you were to come up and say, "All right, there's a man here. Uh, his name." Uh, Uh, His name is Judas He's the son of Alphaeus He's the brother of James And he's only mentioned in the Bible For doing something one time How important is he I would probably reply Well I'm assuming probably not very important Fact of the matter is, uh, we, we we often uh, even read our Bible, and man, we'll talk about men like I've listed Noah, and men like uh, Abraham, and uh, men like Ezekiel, and the great prophets, the Old Testament, Isaiah, and Elijah, and Elias, and Samson, David. But fact of the matter is, uh, there's a whole lot of people in that Bible uh, that are not even named. They're the others. Somebody say amen right there. Uh, we read about the others. We don't know who they are, but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, God knew who they were, and he thought enough of them. He might not have named them by their name but he put them in the word of God. Uh, can I say I are not all in my life uh, uh, for men to know my name. I'm being honest before God. It makes me no difference. Uh, God's done settled in my heart. Uh, it makes me no difference if this world ever knows my name because there's one uh, that sets above the sun, the moon and the stars and he not only knows my name uh, but he loved me enough to die for me and he saved me and he regenerated me and he reborn me and he he washed me in the blood. He put my name in heaven. You may not think a lot of me but glory to God Jesus thinks a lot of those who go unnoticed tonight. Those who go unnoticed they mean a lot to God. James and Judas tonight I'm preaching on this thought in case you've not caught on. Unnoticed Christians. They're unnoticed. They don't have a uh, they don't have a, a biography to read. They don't have a memoir. Uh, they don't have a great drawn out testimony or salvation experience. I mean, we know how Paul got saved. Uh, man, we know how, what his life was before and we know what his life was after Jesus uh, saved him and changed him. Well, we don't know much about James and Judas. Uh, but again, I want to reiterate and I want to remind you uh, that we don't have to know for God to know. Ain't that good? Uh, can I tell you all tonight, listen to me now, uh, we're living in a generation where people seem to seek the spotlight and people seem to seek recognition sir if you've got to have the pastor publicly thank you for mowing the grass in front of the church I'm asking you please don't mow the grass I'm asking you ma'am if you've got to have a public announcement that you came over and cleaned I'm asking you to do our church a favor and stay at the house you say oh that sounds crude and rude no I just don't want this church to become about me or you for we're all lost. We were all lost and undone. We were all correct and vile. We were all sinners and damned our own Judas the two brothers they're unnoticed but they are not unseen I want to give you a few thoughts about that this morning or this evening with some individuals God has chosen to record their works and reveal their names with James and Judas God has chosen to record their names but not their works I want to talk about that just for a moment did you know there's some people that are not satisfied just with their name being mentioned, but they also want their work listed. Now listen to me. God gives us their names, but He does not give us their works. And what do we... Y'all should know. You've been around pointed long enough to know. What is God going to judge us for? at the judgment seat of Christ? it's not a sin that's been judged already paid for God is judging our works whether they be good or bad and He's going to try those works and they're going to fall into two categories whether they be gold, silver and precious stone or wood, and stubble and when they're tried by the furnace of fire those works that remain will be rewarded and will cast the rewards at the feet of Christ and those works that are vanity as we talked about this morning will burn up and will have nothing to offer to the King of kings and Lord of lords may I say this evening it is not important for me to know your works, and it's not important for you to know mine. Help me right there. I can I say what I'm I'm not trying to be rude. What I'm doing for God ain't none of your business. I'm doing what you're doing for God ain't none of mine. It's not my job trying to keep up with you, and it's not your job trying to keep up with me. It's enough. It's a big enough job for me to keep up with me. Amen. i got enough problems in myself to worry about. i am not trying to worry about anybody else. And you've got to say, I'm trying to tell you that God uh, and is recording our works uh, and just because uh, God don't reveal our works to others, does not mean our works will not be revealed. So many times I've done things and thought, well, nobody's going to appreciate that because they didn't know about it. May we never live our lives for the others. May we live our life for Jesus tonight. Unnoticed but not unseen. The Bible said this, The Bible said for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. 1 Peter 3, 12. The Bible said for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord. Think about that. And he pondereth all his goings. Proverbs 5, 1. The Bible said the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding evil. and That ought to stir something in you tonight. If you're saved, especially after we preached on pretty much everything that evils this morning, the Bible said in Proverbs 15, hear me, Are y'all hearing me? The Bible said in Proverbs 15, That the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Proverbs 15, uh, verse number 3. So, not only does God see you when you're good, but He sees you when you're bad. Amen. Now, that ought to stir you, but that ought to scare you. Amen. Somebody help me tonight. Y'all didn't get an nap today. God sees us even when we're evil and when we're good. I'm trying to tell you I, that you may feel like you're flying under the radar. I'm seeing either in a good way or a bad. Uh, can I say there's some people tonight, they feel like they're living for God and He don't see them. Then there's other people that are living for themselves and they still feel like God don't see them. But I've got news for God. Whether you're living right or wrong, He sees you. He knows what you're doing. He's got a down. He knows our works, good or bad. His eyes are in every place. Uh, The Bible said, uh, uh, whether I go to heaven, thou art there. Whether I make my bed in hell, thou art there. I'm trying to tell you tonight, uh, He's omnipresent. Uh, He's omnipotent. He's altogether lovely. He's all-knowing. He's everywhere at once. Uh, We cannot escape the eye of God tonight. We're not unseen. You may feel unnoticed and unseen, but God sees exactly where you are. You see yourself in the shadows. There's people here serving in the shadows. That's a pretty good thought. Yeah, I like it. Serving in the shadows. You're doing labor while others appear before the crowd soaking up the glory for it. I know all about that. <laughs> Amen. Let me tell you all something. Let me tell you all something. Gebulies going to come up. Right. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, I promise you. I believe with all my heart that not only are I men of God going to show up, but God's going to show up. Right. I believe that with every fiber in my body. If I didn't, I'd cancel them. We're not here for them, we're here for God and God to use and speak to them. But hear me tonight, there's going to be some people that's going to say, My Lord, what a good service it was. And you know who they're going to give credit to? Brother Mike Norman, son. He brought the house down. God moved in. No this Mike Norman love him. Right. Let me tell y'all something. Mike Norman ain't been down here preparing the ground. Right. Amen. 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 It's God's people. We ought to be working together to make this place a fertile place where the seed can not only lodge, but can produce It ought to be good ground. And it's not the guest preacher that's going to make it that way. It's me and you. I'm trying to tell you that a lot of times. We do the servants of Christ will go unnoticed by me but it's never unseen by God. James and Judas, listen to me. There's not a whole lot said about them, but God uses them in His own way. Let me ask you something tonight. I'm just going to give you a few examples. Again, I'm laying groundwork. We're going to go home. Well, let me ask you, do you remember these stories? Do you remember the story in John chapter number 6 verse number 9 do you remember the story of the little lad with a little lunch do you remember how we don't even know his name but God seen him out of a crowd the Bible said there was 5,000 men there not counting their families. so in other words there were probably somewhere around 15 or 20,000 people there and out of all those people when the disciples said man it's lunch time when God looked scared the crowd. He's seen the littlest lad in the bunch that had the littlest lunch. Can I tell you tonight? The day was far spent. The mass of people had not eaten. Jesus tells the disciples to feed them as they ponder uh, the need and they search for the source uh, of supply. Who's going to do this incredible work? Uh, who in the world's got enough money to buy this enough uh, enough food? Who in the world's got enough food uh, to feed this amount of people among that crowd? Uh, as they begin to reason, a small boy that had went unnoticed to the majority was the very portion. He'd give his very portion all he had uh, and he offered it, and Jesus took the little and made much. He was unseen, unnoticed, but he was not unseen. Can I tell you tonight that some of the greatest Christians of the cross are men and women who we have no idea who they are. Are y'all here tonight? I promise you somewhere in the mountains of Kentucky, there's a man of God that nobody knows but his little flock of ten. That's probably right. I'm telling you, somewhere tonight, there's an old praying woman uh, that's praying hell off of America. Uh, and they prayed hell off of our churches and prayed hell off of president. And then it's the president. Uh, we're going to find out it wasn't the great uh, world-renowned evangelist uh, that was speaking uh, at the events in Washington, D.C. It wasn't the great raw, world-renowned pastors uh, uh, that were people like you and I. I promise you it's going to happen. I promise you. Listen, folks, we ought to be content that Jesus knows us. That ought to be enough. That ought to be enough. I, I want to ask you this question that's been asked to me. If nothing good ever went your way, if you never got another meeting, if nobody ever said, I appreciate you, if nobody ever thanked you or said, I love you, I'm going to ask you a real serious question. Is Jesus enough? Is He enough for you to live right? Is He enough for you to keep coming to church? Is He enough for you to preach? Is He enough for you to sing? Is He enough for you to raise your children right? Is Jesus enough tonight? I want to give you the answer to that. He sure is. He sure is. What was it that placed James and Judas among the unnoticed? We know quite a bit about some of those apostles. Why don't we about James and Judas? the sons of Alphaeus? Why would they appear to be obscure? The answer to these questions may be found in the lives of those with recorded labors and no names. Only thing I'll do and the only thing I've taught you to do is when you have a question about Scripture, you compare Scripture with Scripture. Yes, that's how you do it. And uh, if I could tonight I'm just going to give you a few people And a few stories, a few instances Where unnoticed men were not unseen uh, Can I Can I say tonight We don't know nothing about James and Judas Other than they were named But nothing else was uh, placed, upon their, uh, placed upon their record uh, Can I say tonight uh, We look at that little boy The little lad with the little lunch uh, uh, But then again uh, uh, We see a little widow lady In Mark chapter number 12 Verse number 4 In verse number 44, uh, we find where the Lord Jesus has taken a seat uh, uh, over against the treasury and he's watching the giving of his people. And here's what we know. A lone figure walks up uh, and here's all she's got. Uh, She don't got $2. She don't got $200. She don't have two fives. uh, She's got two little mites uh, which make a farling. Uh, The Bible said, uh, and we know that neither the priest uh, of the temple nor the Lord's disciples Acknowledged this lady Or took notice of her giving But what they did not see uh, Is because they didn't notice her He did not injure God uh, From noticing her fact of the matter is uh, Because she gave it all She gave the most that day I'm trying to tell you uh, That God don't expect you uh, To be something Or somebody that you're not He saved you to be you tonight And to live for Him Give him all you got, man. Mark chapter twelve, he noticed because the little widow woman gave all she had. And the Bible lets us know in Matthew chapter number six. Stay with me for a few minutes. Verses one, two, and three, we have a description of the method in which most of the giving took place in the days of our Lord. If you go to that chapter in that text, uh, uh, what you'll find is this. The rich would make their way to the treasury and they would dress in the finest apparel. Uh, Proceeding them would be their servants carrying uh, elaborate gifts for all. Uh, To see and view in addition, there would be uh, the sounding of the trumpet. Uh, To announce all great gifts were being brought uh, by some notable person desiring to please her. Uh, Can I say God, uh, uh, God uh, uh, would rather gain the praise... uh, of uh, men, can I say tonight, you went to God uh, and you ought to live your life to God uh, uh, to grab his attention and his praise rather than the praise of men. While all the notable men and women uh, were walking through the sound of the trumpet and bringing their big labor of fancy gifts uh, and dropping their large wages, and everybody was watching what they had to offer in the shadows of service. Uh, come a little along with a lady, she didn't have a gift to bring. Uh, she only had two pennies, had uh, to rub together. But among all them that were there, had uh, the widow silently slipping into the treasury, uh, that gave all she had. Jesus said, "Of those that gave to gain the attention of men, that they would have their reward." Right. know what he said, "God all the gifts and being noticed, you've got a reward." Yeah. He wasn't talking about his reward, Come on, preacher. Oh, friend, we got news for you tonight. This generation has become more about money and success than they have anything. Amen. I know we got to have money hanging against it, and I want it. Amen. Somebody help me right there. Amen. But may we not live our lives right. trying to impress people with our wages. Right. May we live our lives trying to impress God because we know our own wage, which is the sin of death. Amen. Amen. God I noticed a little widow lady. And you know, I used to hear things like this. <laughs> I used to hear smart remarks about bivocational preachers. Right. Now, if you don't know what that is, that means a preacher who has to work a job as well. Right. Now, I was full time for some time here, and then along came Rodgers, and bills went up, and I couldn't do it. And so right now I'm still working. Matter of fact, ever since I started pastoring, even when I was considered to be full time, or if you would, uh, I'm still working quite a bit on and off with this person, with that person, do something, whatever the case may be. i mean I've always done that, uh, but I've never really consistent had a real consistent everyday job till over the last year or so. But uh, hear me, hear me well. I used to think uh, that's because of the men in my camp. Are you following me? I used to think because of the men in my camp that if a preacher, that was pastoring a church. Worked the job. He wasn't a real pastor. He wasn't a real preacher. That's literally what I thought. Can I say God showed me some of the greatest men that had the greatest hearts after their churches and, and serving God and preaching and the touch of God's so own? Listen to me. You know what I figured out? Brother next? God can do more with me in five minutes in the evening after work than he can five days through the week. If I think I deserve. God put me at a church that don't have 150 or 200 people. Right, amen. I'm thankful for all our church does for us, but hear me and hear me well. God has taught me, and because just because of what way they would consider Bible, okay, By the way, let this up. I'm not by I'm full time pastor. amen. Right now, I'm here. I promise you, yeah. Corey, Corey, my boss Corey Snyder, he knows as soon as I walked through the door on July the fourth, that's when I got hired. Last year I looked in right like as I was his flood too. I told him, fellas. I'm here. I need to supplement some income. I'm not here to make a living. This is not a career. I'm here to help my family. So I'm here for make a living money. I have to supplement whatever money else I'm getting. And I said, but I'm going to tell you, if I'm clear, there's four or five weeks a year that God's on the door for me to preach, and I'll be preaching. And any time my church needs me, I'll be talking out. And if we've got a meeting, I'm not working that way. I'm taking off. I said, listen, if you can't work with it, I understand that God will give you somebody that can. I I'm straight, I'm pastor number one over everything in life. Yeah, man. Exactly right. So don't think you don't got a full-time preacher because you do. Right. I'm full-time. I was talking about when we had Brother John's mom's funeral there the other day. I had to take off work. And uh, at first I let him know how you got work. He said, well, I ain't got nobody to out in, I don't I want to do. I think I was talking about to Eric or somebody, and I said, he's acting like he don't want to give me off. I said, I'm going to tell you right now. He tells me, no, oh, I'm taking him a two-minute notice. Yeah, I That's right. And I'm never word of it. I said, he ain't getting two weeks. He getting two minutes. Here's my two minutes, and I'm leaving. I'll not be back. You say, really? Why would you be called cause? I trust God enough. that The sheep that God's put in the flock here, they need the under shepherd. And I promise you, if I have to walk, I used to think that way. While we're unnoticed by men, rejoice that we're seen by Him. I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna finish this, and I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna go to the next one. Can I say there's ministries in this church that you're that maybe you're doing, but there's ministries in this church to be done that are gonna go unnoticed. We've not got to run the bus in several, several months. We just got the thing fixed and was gonna, ready to rock and roll and go get them youngins, and then coronavirus hit. And that shut it down. And it's been one thing after another, but I'll never forget when I'd see Eric pouring in the parking lot. he had five or six sometimes, sometimes 15. Matter of fact, one time he'd come in here with 26. I've got a picture of that. In a twelve-passenger van, twenty-six youngins in a twelve-passenger van. And guess what, Eric? Nobody met you at the door and said thank you for going to get those kids. I didn't get up and make an announcement. Let's all stand and give Erica a round of applause for going out and getting those babies and bring them to church. Matter of fact, we really, none of us probably thought a whole lot other, other than, man, it's good to see the kids, but we didn't think nothing about that. the one that took time to go pick them up and a van that the, the heat only works in the summer and the air only works in the winter. I'm telling you, it's got a mind of its own. I ain't lying to you. That man's crazy. <laughs> a van that, for whatever reason, the steering wheel is like a blue track. I don't know why, but you've got to tell me the truth, brother yes, Charlie, I'm to God. God! If you go out there after the church and open that door and grab it, it grabs you back. You can't get your hand off of it. It's the stinkiest steering wheel I've ever seen in my life. We've cleaned it with bleach and cord-offs and spray it. I mean, it's just a stinky steering wheel. I'm telling you, the God's honest truth. It rumbles and rattles and smokes. Me and Brother Eric took it for a drive just to keep everything looped up and dust and running. The other week and we both come. tell that we don't just to be real honest with you, we're studying these apostles and we don't know a blamed thing about them. I mean that's all we know is their names, that's it. God never says one word about James and Judas the son of Alphaeus. Nothing. but here's what I know. He thought enough of them to include them in the twelve. Somebody help me right there. Hey, this world may not ever know a thing about us, but thank God He knows enough about us that He'd love us and reach down and save us and use us and let us serve Him in the local church. I'm trying to tell you, that's a big deal to God. Man, it's it's a big deal to God. It's a big deal to God. It's a big deal to God. It's a big deal for a group of people to stand here and sing tonight in the church. God, listen to me, y'all. God wrote it down. Amen. I'm not trying to pump you in prime. You don't tell me what God wrote it down. God wrote it down. I had this jump or <clears throat> correct or do much of any of that with Megan or Eric since God's placed them in their... Positions over all the finances and all the money and all that stuff, I mean, it's, it's a whole lot. But there was, there's been a time or i I've had to ask or say something. Can I say tonight? Nobody realizes the job that they have. It's a lot. In a small church, it's a lot. There are several forms of accountability they have to do, there has to be a total of the money and break it down as soon as it's brought in and then that same n- number has to match on the deposit slip and then that deposit slip then I'll have to add up into the bank statement the bank statement at the end of the year has got all that up to, and there's several forms and doors of, uh, of authenticity and uh, doors of accountability that must be walked through the I'm going to be honest with you I- I- I'm glad thank God I'm not the to have a fool it. was all. So Nobody in here has probably kept up and said, thank you all. We appreciate how good you've done because they don't know. But God does. Right. God does. Mom, their prayers are praying. Nobody sees them. But He does. Amen. Daddy, the time you're investing in your babies to make them more like Christ. Nobody knows that stuff. But God does. i trying to tell you, James and Judas are unseen. I this, but not unseen. I want to say a few little things here and I'll be done. Do y'all remember the story about Jesus walking into the home of the Pharisees sitting down and eating dinner? Y'all remember what they had to say about that? We understand that Jesus receives an invitation from the Pharisee to sit and meet with Him. And uh, the Bible lets us know accepting the invitation that Jesus entered into the home and, and uh, goes and sits at the table. Moving out of the darkness of the street, uh, the Bible said a woman entered the room without hesitation. She went straight for the Son of God. And you know what she done? She took her place at the feet of the Savior. She begins to love uh, and rub precious ointment on His feet. Uh, from the alabaster box. How uh, you find it in Luke chapter number Seven, how the cost of her devotion how went unnoticed to many. Matter of fact, about all of those at the table, but it did not go unnoticed to God. Y'all remember? Y'all remember who stood up offended and said, Don't that uh, cost a lot? Right. What do you think you're doing? Yes, sir. Why, of all people, are you a sinner? At the feet of Christ with a valuable, precious alabaster box of ointment. Don't you know? The said, Don't you know if he's going to waste that, you could have took that money and done some other good things with it? You know what Jesus said? I know what it costs. I know why she's doing it. I know her heart. I know. Oh, he said, boys, you're looking at this thing all wrong. Uh, how can I say to you uh, this evening? How can I say to you rather uh, than sitting at the table uh, being skeptics of what everybody else has to offer? Won't we be the one that's at the feet of Christ? Uh, while everybody's running their mouth at the table. I want to be laying at His feet. Uh, I want to be giving Him my all. It may not be much, uh, but I want to give Him all because even because even... Being unnoticed, I'm not unseen by Jesus. I say the crowd in the room of Pharisees gave no attention to the new creature in Christ because of the cruelty of their own heart. You remember what the Bible said, don't you? The Bible said this uh, in Matthew chapter thirteen, verses fifty-five through fifty-seven. The Bible said this: It is not is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Is and is his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. Hello. They were offended because of the blessing in the life of someone else. I say the treasure in her hand, the tear in her eyes, the tenderness in her heart at all went unnoticed to those who were sitting at the table, but it did not go unseen by God knew her heart. Tonight, just an in, this is this is an introduction message, just all it says. It's ain't I ain't got to the meat. I ain't got another I, It's just introduction. I'm gonna ask you something. And I'm going home. Somebody Amen. I got a headache, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you something. Are you content living your whole life for Jesus being unnoticed by everyone else? Amen. Amen. That's a pretty serious question. And this ain't just in life preachers. I've learned that even servants in the church want recognition. And I'm trying to tell you all something. You'll get recognition when you're not looking for it. Right. When you're looking for it, you probably ain't gonna get it. Because you know what I see and what God sees, is somebody with a servant's heart and a humble spirit, of serving God and serving the church and serving others and doing it out of blood for Jesus and nothing else? That stirs my heart to say thank you. And it stirs your heart maybe to say thank you. And it stirs the church to maybe notice, not always, but sometimes to notice their their works and their deeds. But can I say that one who tries to make everything they do known? Listen to me. If you make it known, guess what? We all know. But guess who didn't notice? But if you're uncontent with it being unknown and nobody knows, guess who knows? that's how it works we can't live for each other we have to live for Jesus James and John or excuse me James and Judas the sons of Alphaeus what do we know about them absolutely nothing other than Jesus hand picked them and put them in the twelve apostles tonight I want to leave you with this James and Judas received little or no attention and those around them. These men are not mentioned to any degree in the writings of the early church fathers. Most preachers do not use these men as a point of reference or encourage their people to follow in their footsteps. How many of y'all ever heard a message on James and Judas, the sons of Alphaeus, be like them? How many of y'all ever heard an instance from their life and this is how God helped them and God helped you? Never because it's not there they're not a reference point we can't tell you to follow their footsteps neither the world nor Christianity has given much attention to these two brothers but here's what I know when one is unnoticed by man it is imperative to remember they are not unseen by God are not unseen we never escape the eye of God and if I want to encourage you one thing this week, to live for Jesus. Live for Jesus. Here's why. Not for anybody else, but Him. Because His eye is always on you. Tomorrow, when all of your church families have their job, I wouldn't say at school, but we're never going to start. Or when school starts at school, when everybody were all away from each other and nobody knows what's going on, let me remind you of just a small little simple introduction message. Can I remind you? You may feel unnoticed by the brethren, but you're not unseen by the Father. Amen. He knows. He's watching. He's recording. He's paying attention, whether good or bad. So how about this still, Why don't we just live with Jesus? I'm just trying to strive to please Him, Brother John. Nobody's looking. What about when you go home and nobody's around? Are you still going to live for Jesus? Yes, What about when you're at work and nobody's looking? Are you still going to live for Jesus? What about when you are living for Jesus and nobody's there to pat you on the back? Are you going to still live for Jesus? Good or bad, folks, it does not go unseen. Let's all stand. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for the good opportunity to be in your house one more time. I ask you God to help us, Lord, as we dive into these two apostles. And God, may we just simply look at this message of introduction tonight to realize there's not a whole lot to know about them, but there's a whole lot to know about you. And God, that even when we go unnoticed by the world, we're not unseen by the Lord. God give us a heart of service, humility, and honor. And God, if you'll do those things, we'll walk in holiness. Help us to hear and heed to the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen.